Welcome back to the Chasing Tone podcast. Today, my guest is Travis Feaster. So many of you probably know who Travis is. He was on this podcast for a while. Uh, For those who don't, I'll explain a little further. For about the first, I want to say 65 episodes, somewhere near there, one through 65 or so, uh, Travis and Max, uh, Max Jeffries and I were all... uh, Hosting the podcast. Things kind of changed over the next few episodes and uh, kind of morphed into what we have today. But anyways, every now and then Travis comes back and uh, co-hosts with me and we talk about different things. So uh, today's a fun episode. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. So Travis Feaster. <laughs> Long time, man. <laughs> Not, so when do you when do you bring that terraform out? <laughs> Wait, never heard of it. <laughs> I've never I've never heard of such a thing. I do gotta say something though. Driving up, I saw Two things at your house that I'm not used to seeing. One is a crashed car, a junk <laughs> well, out car. We do live in Martinsville. You gotta have a car on blocks. I know. I'm a little envious. You, you, you're behind the times. I am behind the times. Hey, if you need a car to put on blocks, <laughs> I got then, an extra one that doesn't work. <laughs> you take that red truck, the red truck, take the wheels off. We can haul it to your house. Put it on blocks. You'd fit right in. I would. I'd be. I'd be a. Well, I guess I am a townie now. It's been three years. Um, and also, I saw a guy down the road has a boat in the middle of a field. <laughs> so I don't know why you wouldn't. Why, yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Is I tell him he lost his skier? I don't know how to like expedite this process of getting that out of the out of the field. <laughs> I'm serious, and it's not like a John boat or anything. It's like a speedboat kind but of deal. You're talking about my neighbor, right? Yeah, it's yeah. got windshields yeah. on it. Is it? It's not on yeah. a trailer or anything, is it? Yeah, it's on a trailer. Oh, yeah. okay. The yeah. weeds are just overgrown around it. I just thought it yeah. was just sitting in the middle. Yeah, of the it's field. no. Yeah, it's um. He's he's one of those guys. He gets he gets good deals on stuff. Like oh. he's got cars. He's got you name it. He's got you like, can't afford to not I buy mean, this to the point like like his name's George. I'm like George. You got any wood? He's like, yeah. We just took apart a deck last weekend. Come down and get whatever you need. Like so there's a big stack of treated. Like he's just got everything. Uh, he's one awesome. of those guys. That's do you awesome. have a do you have a Craco radio from 1988 that fits in the Trans Am? <laughs> well, hell yeah, I got two of them. Hell yeah, well, which one? The A or B model? Because remember, they moved the antenna to the back of the car that year. <laughs> He's that guy. <laughs> That's awesome. I need a George. I guess you're my George. Hey Brian, I need a pedal. I need an amp. I need a guitar. He's better though because he could fix cars. Yeah. So you can like. Uh, I dropped a socket down my dad when I was putting in oil. I dropped a socket down in there. He's like, I got you. I, I fixed got you. It. You just, you can bush hog the lawn next door. Call it good. Dude, you got a tractor. Yes. You, you should come rip up my yard for me. Oh, I would love to. Seriously. I need it re-sloped. That'd be fantastic. Anyway, we, we are beyond off subject. That's all right. That's, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that, that's kind of my thing. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently on the Facebook group, uh, you kind of angered some people with your SG comment. <laughs> what, what was it again? You said something like, it's something along the lines like, guys, I just found out that some people actually choose to play SGs. Like, <laughs> like not because they were out of real guitars or something like that. <laughs> and it just cracked me up. And 
if somebody even found it, they're like, dude, on your band page and Facebook, your profile pictures of you with a, with a, with a SG. Right. And it's like, yeah, I've owned three of them. I, I actually <laughs> like them. I just, it he was, was trolling. Well, yeah, number one, absolutely. Of course I was trolling. <laughs> and number two, in my head, that was my way of saying in a jokingly manner, Hey, who out there likes the SG? Cause that's boring. <laughs> hey, who likes SGs? That's the most, but I am not going to get, hate messages, private messages. I'm not going to get anything off saying that, but you know, oh my gosh. There were some people that were violently angry with you. Yeah, genuinely upset. And so all I just said, I said, Hey man, I hope you guys have a better day tomorrow. Cause I know that's not directed at, at me. I mean, if it is, there's way more things to dislike about me than the fact that I don't <laughs> like a specific guitar. And I do like them. I just thought it was funny. But it's what I get. It's like two hundred comments deep or something. Oh, I know, man. I know. That's great. But so why the why the hatred for SGs then? Because they're neck heavy. But other than that, they're great guitars. Do you still have your SG? No. I wish man. It was one of those like it was the second best playing guitar I've ever owned. It was a nineteen sixty seven SG special with P nineties in it. I just hate P90s and I couldn't get over it. And it was one of these things that was like, I could sell it and let somebody else enjoy it. Or I could hack it and put different pickups in it or something, you know, or try to get mini buckers to retrofit in there without modding it. Try to make it sound like a Telecaster. Or any, right. Or anything <laughs> other than P90s. But I, I fought that guitar and, and I always told myself, cause I like the, I like the sound of other people playing P90s. I just can't gel. So I did a, a CD release show and it was videoed and it was going to be released. And, um, I was just the guitar player in the band and I went back and listened to it. I was like, man, it doesn't even sound good when I play them. You know what I mean? Really? So, yeah. So I, I don't know. That's P, a P90 issue that, and I had a 61 reissue, you know, and it sounded killer. But for me, I just, when it comes to playing a guitar on stage, you know, a Les Paul just just hangs better, man, you know, and it just sounds a bit meatier, but I don't have a hatred for SGs. I just, man, that was funny though. Cause like, you know, at first I was like, almost like not offended, like as in mad, I was like, Oh man, dude, I don't, it wasn't my intent to piss people off. Yes, it was. <laughs> no, it was my intent to get them talking and riled up, but not genuinely pissed off. I didn't think people cared that much. No, like I said. Oh no, this. Yeah. I mean, whenever, whenever you, uh, you know, I always tell people I make toys for guitar players. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, you have no idea how angry people get over their toys. Oh yeah, that's right, man. I was like, dude, it's two pieces of wood and like some electronics. It's Nothing to get angry about, you know? It's like, man, I know a lot of people that hate on a Stratocaster. And it's like, the only thing I always say is, you just haven't found the right one. Yeah. And then I move on. That's not that hard. Right. Just dropped it. But You, so, don't, really, you don't really play Strats, though, much, do you? I do, yeah. yeah well, I, well, you seem like you kind of gravitated towards your Les Paul. And well, I did. And then, um, you know, I'll always be a Strat guy. I always will. And... You know, I was the, kind of that way with Les Pauls. I was like, man, I love the sound of them and I love the bridge pickup, but I've never thought that like a good, nothing about a humbucker on a Les Paul I ever played, I fell in love with. And then I got this um, 58 reissue and 
David from Tonal Concepts made me a set of PAFs, uh, his version or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, it changed me. It was like, I can get every tone out of this that I've always wanted. It's not absolute mud on the neck pickup. It has clarity. It has that open thing to it. So that... So yeah, for about a good two and a half, three years, it was like, that's the only guitar I need. I'm good. And then, um, you know, I went back to playing strats a little bit and I made my, my wife really mad because without her permission, I went and bought a 1964 Stratocaster and I've not put it down, man. That's all I've been playing because I, it, it, I'm going to get, I don't know, probably too sentimental about it, but like, if you think about it, like guys like Steve Ray Vaughan, Eric Clapton, you know, Robin Trower, David Gilmore, all these guys in the 60s that were playing strats, there's really one person that was winding those pickups. That's, you know, Abigail Ybarra. Right. And it's like, you know, I have a guitar, a 64, with the original pickups, and it's like, chances are the same people that worked on that guitar help build Stevie Ray's or, or Hendrix's or right. David. And it's like, that's the closest providence I'm ever going to get to those guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, there's a little bit of that and the romanticism, I guess I should say. So, and that, and it, something about this one, it just, it plays really, really well. It's like, it's like putting on a pair of broken in jeans, man. You know, it's like does, every time you pick it up, how different does it feel to you? Um, playing that versus like a relic strat that that's let's say it's a good you know good company good brand right but it's the, but it's um, relic it's the difference between a finely tuned vintage car versus a finely tuned brand new high performance vehicle you know it's gonna you're gonna be a little faster and the in the newer one you're gonna be a little cleaner on that one but as far as just like that vibe and being inspired to drive, I'm going to get more inspired by driving, a, you know, a 66 Corvette than I am, you know, a brand new one. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a, I think it's very specific to the individual, but for me, it's all that. And it, to me, it just sounds better. Although I will say, oh man, I'm probably going to anger some boutique builders out there, but I played a stock Fender Stratocaster, the, what is it? The 62 reissue, the hot rods. Mm -hmm. They play just as good as a lot of boutique Strat style guitars I've played. Like I was blown away and you can pick these things up for 12 to 1500 bucks, which is a lot of money. Right. But comparatively. Comparatively to a 2,500 or $3,500, you know, boutique Strat, or even some of the custom, I'll put them up there with this custom shop Strat stuff. I mean, hmm. they're killer guitars. That, but that guitar compares to my '64. It really does. Really, yeah. It's something about like I will own another one of those. I, I sold it because I, I made a promise that I would offload a bunch of gear to pay for said vintage <laughs> Stratocaster. But have you offloaded that? Gear I yet? have. I absolutely have. Speaking of which, I got to offload a bunch more, but it's just because. It's in my way. <laughs> I don't see. Wait, well, I know what you did. You built yourself an extra room just for your stuff that you needed to, <laughs> that was in your way. Like literally, I, you, I did. Well, we had that isolated 
the sound a sound quote unquote room, which mm-hmm. is basically the size of a closet. Right, a big closet. Yeah, and I so I just start stacking amps in there. <laughs> See what I mean? Amps it's and like, cabinets. And it's not like you know that sounds so bad. It's like we got so many, I just stack them up in the other. <laughs> yeah, but it's your job. But that's the know? thing is like it's I, your job. I gotta know what that circuit sounds like through a, right. a, a Lone Star. Yeah, but and, I don't play a Lone Star. <laughs> right, and if you own a construction company. You're going to have sheds of tools that you haven't used in years. Oh, right. I forgot about that, you know, or whatever. You know, that's it's just... It's all different. from 1994. <laughs> yeah. It's got the 425 motor on it. It's real good. It's, it's good. real good. It's a nice unit. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, it's occupational hazard, man. It's just... And that's what it is with me is I've been playing forever and playing out and trying to... Sorry for the pun, but chase tone forever that, you know, and a lot of the stuff is like... You know, like, I don't know. I have like a, like an old fuzz face that's like one of the minis. It's like, why do I need that? I have three fuzz pedals. I just need to get rid of it. No, that I don't understand. Uh -uh. (laughs) As I look at your wall of pedals. No, you don't. We don't get rid of pedals. Yeah, you got you a nice (laughs) lot of foot appliances here. Those are just, uh, yeah, there's some more in. Oh, I know. These are just other people's brands. Those are other people's brands, yeah. Yeah. As you can see, I'm putting them on top of it now. I'm out of space. Literally, I'm out of space, so I, I'm going to have to build some shelves. Yeah, I, but and the thing is, I don't want to get to that point. Cause <laughs> See all those other... <laughs> freaking walls I have. How many walls does a guy need? Two, four, six, eight, <laughs> ten, twelve, thirteen. Well, you need an extra one because thirteen is just plain bad luck. <laughs> Hit up reverb. But but no, that's the thing is 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 I have a lot of stuff like that. Like I have a. 1970s Thomas organ wall pedal, like literally Alex Clay, he was looking for a wall pedal and he was like, Hey, I got, I want to buy a wall pedal and I have this budget. And I'm thinking, why would anybody ever want to do anything other than play vintage? Cause that's my mindset. So I was like, Hey dude, here's a 1970s Thomas organ wall and reverb and it's priced really well Buy it. And if you don't like it, I'll buy it off of you the day you decide you don't want it. So he bought it and he was like, yeah, it's not my thing. So I bought it. You know what I mean? And, and I've never plugged it in. Weren't those bypasses back then? I think they were. I think they loaded the input pretty bad, didn't they? They weren't true bypass. Sure. No, they were not. They yeah. were not true bypass. And, um, you know, like, guy, like say what you want about Joe Bonamassa. It's almost like, you know, you're not allowed to talk about him because he <laughs> said bad stuff about pedals. But... Let's I'm face convinced it. he just says stuff just to get people oh, going. Dude, yeah, like he's absolutely. Like, you know what? I need some more publicity. Yep. yep. What can I say this month? Yeah, and he's <laughs> actually a, a pretty funny dude, man. But anyway, uh, like like he was saying with wah pedals, and, and say what you want about them or whatever, but the guy has the income that allows him to play just about any type of gear. Therefore, you kind of have to trust his input or at least listen to it, right? Right. Um, and he always says that his preferred wall pedal has no true bypass. It's buffered, right? And that what you call it if it's not true bypass. Uh, or, none of those are oh, not none buffered. Of those, huh? Okay. They're, yeah, they just simply. Um, what's the best way to put it? So whenever it's off, it's the circuit's still kind of bothering the off signal, right? And which basically makes you lose some high end, right? Well, and that's the thing he says. He says he likes. You know, it's kind of like the reason I use coily cables. I use an old coily cable because I can I can tell a huge difference. I, I mean, 
I didn't. I thought maybe at first I was just using it and because it looked cool and it was in my head. You know, you can just turn your tone control down and do the same thing, right? Tone controls are useless, literally useless. <laughs> but <laughs> wasn't it you that got that made fun of me because I disconnected my tone control, my yeah, Telecaster? Yeah, it was. But that's because you more Telecaster than anything. But <laughs> by the way, I got a 1966 Telecaster pickup mm-hmm. and put it in my telly. I don't get it. It's it still sounds like a Telecaster. It didn't fix it. That's good. No. Did I'm, you see my new Telecaster? My free my the red one. I did. I I did. I haven't it's, played it yet. You got to play that's got the B bender on a Joe Glazer B bender, mind Ooh, you. Ooh, there you, you go. The, you got the fancy B bender on it. <laughs> yeah. But I was doing a gig and the other guitar player uh, in the band forgot a cable, so I just gave him my coily cable because it was the first one in my hand and I had an extra. And I went and got a Planet Waves, like one of their nice cables or whatever. And I plugged it in. And I started playing. I was like, "Man, I, I'm playing my dream rig like I do every night, and I, I don't like my tone." <laughs> and I couldn't figure it out. And I kept rolling the tone back because my mm-hmm. amp literally just has volume and tone. It's right. just two knobs. So I kept rolling the tone back, and I wasn't doing it. And then I looked down, and I realized the only thing that changed was I was using a higher quality cable. Mm-hmm. And I hated my sound. I hated it. It sounded too much like your guitar. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so back to the, the wah pedal thing, you know, maybe that's why I like it is because it kind of kills that high end stuff. Or it I don't, could be. You know, so I, I swear by the coily cable, these old, what it, I lucked out this, um, there's a shop in Plainfield, Indiana called Six Strings Down. I hate, maybe I shouldn't say I lucked out. Um, because it involves somebody dying, but somebody <laughs> somebody died, and he bought and and the estate he bought the estate of this this old guitar player or whatever, hmm. and it was just a bunch of old gear, and of course he you know bought all the the expensive stuff, and I just went through. He had a bunch of like old straps and cables, so I bought every coily cable he had, you know, and some of them I need to fix, but. <laughs> You know, I'm lazy. Like old vintage coily yeah, cables? Yeah, yeah, the real deal. Yeah. Like, really? And they all, you know, they all are gross and nasty and stink and you can't touch them without getting black hands. But, so I need to, I need to, to clean them, but, or I could just find the one that works and then just address the situation. But how would that compare, how do those compare to like newer coily cables? I do have a lava coily cable and can I, can I speak honestly? As long as you don't slander, yeah. No, 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 no it's not slander because it may be it may be by design or it may be the intent of the coily cable, but I actually like it because it does roll off the high end. It does kind of suck some of the tone. The lava retro coily cable, mm-hmm. like to me, it's legit, and I dig that about it. But I would understand if somebody said, "Oh, I bought this thing and it sucks my tone. It doesn't sound as good as other cables." I would I would agree with them. It does not sound as good as other cables, but that's what I dig about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause it sounds like one of these old ones. So that's the only modern coil. You should put I've a buffer like. in front of it and fix all that. <laughs> or not. <laughs> Wait, I do have a buffer on my board though. So maybe I, but it's after the coily cable. It is after you the see you're cable. doing all the damage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like going to McDonald's and getting 18 big Macs and a diet Coke. I haven't had McDonald's in months. And I lost 21 pounds, you but look, that's not the reason. Looks sexy. Hey, you thought you what. Uh, but, um, but yes, yeah, so I, I dig that, man. But 
speaking of tone knobs, we actually had something on the... Oh, we did. Yeah, from, from the Wampler group on Facebook. And I have an idea that I want to try. And I'm asking for advice for anybody that's listening that has tried this. So never in my life have I used the tone knob on the neck pickup on a Les Paul. Right? So yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm never... thinking about getting that wired as a master volume. You have a master volume on your Les Paul. No, you have two master. You have a volume for each pickup. Right. Oh, you mean an overall master? Yeah, an overall but master then that'll volume. Give you, but that'll give you now two different masters, and it, wiring those in parallel will change your impedance and all, all kinds How do you of know? <laughs> math. <laughs> 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 I mean, I guess, like, what's the Les Paul? Is it 500K pots in those? Yes. Okay. So, technically, you could just... Yeah, kind of, sort of. So it, it so won't work? See, that's what... It will work. I mean, maybe if you get one Meg Pots instead. Okay. Shut up, Meg. Maybe. I mean, actually... Uh, yeah. See, see, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, that, that, um, that still should be similar. See, that's why I'm talking so. it through. Because, like, you know, like, don't... um Like, a lot of the old Gretsch guitars, they have that master volume as well kind of thing going on. They do. Yeah. I never played one. So that's what gave me the idea. I was playing... um called a Country Gentleman. Is that right? The Chet Atkins one? I think so, yeah. And I was able to like blend the pickups and just get different combinations. And it was like, man, I, but then again, why mess with it if it's working? You know, but that's why, because we're tweakers, man. It's what we do, right? <laughs> so you moved on from tweaking pedals to tweaking guitars. Well, and, and amps, you've been building amps. Yeah. For well, a while. Yeah. I, I stopped building amps though because. The last one, I, <laughs> I was telling you this because I have it in my truck and I have a hand-wired uh, JCM 800 and Brian saw it. He goes, well, it says JTM 45. I was like, yeah, it's because I built it as a JTM 45 and I didn't like the way it sounded. So I took it to this amp guru around here. His name's Kevin Silva. And um, he's just, he's the, put it this way. When Marshall was writing the book, they contacted him about some, right. some schematics. The guy just... He's the real deal. Anyways. He's the glo- Joe Glazier of guitar amps. Exactly. Yeah. So I called him and, and brought the amp up and I said, hey, what'd I do wrong? And he said, you didn't do anything wrong. It sounds like a JTM 45. You just don't like KT-66s. And I was like, okay, so what can I do? And he's like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, how much would it be to make it into like a screaming JCM 800, like, you know, Green Day's first record or something? He said, leave it with me. And, you know, now it's awesome, but... But so since then, I haven't really done amps because it's like you can just buy them. <laughs> it is a lot easier just and cheaper. Yeah. It, I mean, it, you're going to save yourself. Like I'm a firm believer in like calculate your labor into things. Right. You know what I mean? So after the first one was cool because I got to learn a lot. So now I don't have to take Kevin my amps to fix them. If something's wrong with an amp, I can diagnose it and right. I can fix it. So the labor pays for itself over the course of my life. It's kind of like pedals. The first couple are fun to build. Right. After about 3,000 of them. <laughs> they're not so fun to build anymore. Yeah. Let's farm <laughs> this out. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so, man, see, that's cool, talking through the tone knob thing. So, okay, yeah, if yeah, anybody's I mean, tried that, man. Maybe there's, I'm sure there's a guitar builder out there somewhere that the, the, two, uh, the two pots in parallel may completely wreck things with... Right. I have no idea. I'm just and what's, trying to think. What's the email? Just info at... Podcast at Womper. Podcast Wampa, at yep. Womper Pedals. And you just forward it to me. Yeah. I'd give out my email, but I'm afraid I'd get a bunch of spam messages and 
ads for sales on Gibson SGs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'd end up on a reverb.com list somewhere. Like I did, every email, like you could never, I never use it. And there's a reverb.com ad. I'm like, how do you find this? Yeah, how do you find this? <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, Nathan, Nathan, Lisa, Nap- so it's Nathan and Lisa Napier. Um, he asked about, or we're t- if we're tired of hearing of when the terraform's coming out, which is kind of funny because that's you're like oh, I want to be a jerk. Yeah, but what's the deal with the terraform, man? Come on. No, what I didn't know, my my exact words were, or I so I was playing the terraform here. Sorry, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was playing yeah. it and. I love it. And I'm not a modulation guy and it is a complex pedal, but it's not intimidating. Like I've played other multi effects of, you know, you know, like some of the Strymon stuff and it's great, but to me it's intimidating. I'm not that kind of guitar player, but this one is pretty user friendly. But anyway, so after I get done playing it, I look Brian dead in the eye. I go, Hey man, not, not trying to be a jerk here, but, um, What's the holdup? Yeah, we're just we're just uh, trying to see how long people can hold out. Yeah, right. Basically, yeah. Before they they show up in your yard with pitchforks and the thing is, like once I mean, I was showing you the circuit on the back. It has all these processors on it. It basically looks like a MacBook whenever you open up the cover. Right. (laughs) Well, and that's what I even said. I said, man, you should just post a picture of these guts and say. Anybody ever wants to know why it's taken a while <laughs> here, you know, Ugh. but then again, there's probably some people out there that understand that stuff way more than me, you know? Yeah. I mean, the thing is any that, like you said, that's pretty a complex, um, complex device. And right now, like as of today, the MIDI is not working correctly. So that means we have, well, we now, now have a, a couple different digital coders, digital pedal coders and um so they're basically trying to figure out how come it works for some for some devices and it doesn't work for other devices and it's all those kind of bugs that and it could be like something stupid like oh you forgot the apostrophe (laughs) you know the ten thousand lines of code oh you forgot the apostrophe on that one yeah or like (laughs) i know just from working in wordpress that i put an apostrophe on something and it and it Crashed the whole webpage. <laughs> and I, I was like, literally all I did was add an apostrophe to a guy's name, you know? And, uh, you have to, ans- you have to ansamp that yeah, or whatever it's called. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude. So no, I can only imagine uh, that, that what goes into all that. Yeah. So it's coming. I promise we're almost there. It's going to be worth it. I'll say that. Right. And that's coming from a guy that doesn't really, uh, what the, F does he have against SGs? How about them SGs? Make him play an SG. <laughs> I'm looking at all these comments. <laughs> yeah, you the, broke you broke the tone group that day. I did break the tone group. <laughs> I think I broke people's hearts. And I didn't mean to. I did mean to like stir the pot, of course. It's what I do, but man. <laughs> all right. Yeah, Adam Pope actually brought up a good a good topic that I mean, it's probably commonsensical to you, but um, I know a lot of people don't get it, which is gain. Yeah. Like how, how much? much? Yeah. Like, the short answer, less than you think. Right. Like, you know, like get it to where you think it sounds good and then turn it down a bit. Right. But then again, <laughs> it, 
See, it's a, it's almost an enigma because I agree with you. Like, if you isolate the, and you've talked about this ten thousand mm-hmm. times. Sorry if I'm beating a dead horse here, but if you take a track that you love from any recording and you isolate it, I would say ninety nine percent of the time there's less gain on it than you think there is. Right. You know. That being said, there's been times where I'm playing live. And I'll think, oh my gosh, I got so much gain going on. I'm so gainy. And then I'll go back and I'll listen to it. And it's like, no, it's not as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> so I don't know. I've kind of I've kind of gotten cleaner, I guess, as I've gotten older, which even playing the nineties rock stuff, huh? Well, that's different. I mean, that's let's see, I probably don't want to piss people off saying this too, but it's nineties rock. They don't really care about guitar tone. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, there's clean, <laughs> then there's dirty and then there's loud. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I, I, I think to a degree, I mean, you know, you had Kurt Cobain who was coming I from them. The, I don't mean the yeah. artists. I mean the people in the crowd that are oh, coming yeah, yeah. to listen to a nineties rock. Yeah, I was going to say like, if I compare like Kurt Cobain's tone to like Kim, Thial, yeah, yeah, Soundgarden, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like to me, I heard his tone. Yeah, what guys... was like a PV VM sixty or so, PTM <laughs> yeah. sixty or something, and yeah. it just sounded so good. Yeah, in fact, I bought one of those amps because because I thought it was going to make me sound like that. <laughs> no, I mean those work. guys cared about their tone. I didn't mean it that. Way. I just mean the people. Like, let's face it, the people that we're trying, the demographic we're trying to appeal to aren't even really guitar players. You know what I mean? For a nineties rock cover band. You well, know? yeah. Back in the nineties, like the, that sort of stuff was today's version of Drake, oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, <laughs> or whoever's popular right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lil Nas. No idea. He does that old town road thing. No idea. Lil Nas. Billy Ray Cyrus. Lil Nas. And that his name? Lil Nas. I've never heard that. If you have, so you know, Billy H, Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy H virus. Yes, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, but yes. he actually has a number one on the pop charts. It's just, no. Yeah, you've never heard Old Town Road? I have never. I haven't heard the radio for like a year and a half. Oh, you have to listen to this. It's great. But I would have to listen to the radio. Uh, I mean, maybe I, maybe I, well, no, even my daughter, she's in the car. Yeah, she's playing Spotify. Okay. Well, so we yeah. don't listen to that. We'll listen to that. You'll listen to the Old Town Road. It's been number one for months. So yeah. and it's uh it's a guy, this rapper, Lil Nas mm-hmm. and um Billy Ray Cyrus, and it's all about tractors and trucks and all and this. You break your hearts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't even know the word. Something about take my truck down to Old Town Road or something. So this is a country thing, then? No, it's a hip hop. It's rap. What? <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guarantee. Is there guitar in it? I don't remember. You would know. You, if there was. I mean, you don't listen to it for guitar. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but no, it's a. This is where music has gotten. So. Okay, so my niece is a. Um, she'll be a senior in high school next year, and the way it is here, is the junior class. Uh, funds the senior junior prom mm-hmm. through fundraisers and all this, and uh, you make a hell of a lot of cookies, right? Is he right? Yeah, <laughs> right. But um, so anyways, uh, they they approached. They said, "Hey, um, we're out of money, and we need a DJ. Will you DJ my prom?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, really? I got a DJ a post prom? 
you know, that'll take your ego back a notch. But it's my baby niece, dude. So I'm gonna do it. I'll be there with bells on. Oh, I would, I would love to. That you should totally live stream that, dude. The uh, oh, it already happened. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't tell anybody about it till now, <laughs> till it's over. It's, it's like a moped, riding a moped, man. <laughs> it's fun till your friends find out. But, uh, so my only caveat was she had to come up with a, with a song list. Oh my goodness, man. That music, dude. Uh, put it this way. This, this pretty much summed it up. Whenever I was talking to her, I said... Oh my gosh, this song has to be one of the worst songs. If my kids grow up to listen to music like this, I'll consider myself a failure. She's like, yeah, the song's terrible, but the dance is awesome. And I was like, you, but it's music. And she's like, yeah, but it's all about the dance. You just play it so you can do the dance. But yeah, no one would ever listen to this song. I was like, what? That's so foreign to me, you know? That's so disheartening. I know. Maybe like the chicken dance. <laughs> right? I mean, you do. maybe it's the modern chicken you dance. That's the chicken dance. <laughs> yeah, right? I forgot. I'm seriously crying right did now. You, did you do the chicken dance for? <laughs> I should have. No, but I, and then you know it was all it was all hip hop, and then I started playing Naughty by Nature, and then literally my niece. Is that, is that a thing? Not, it was nineties hip hop. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. I just like yeah. didn't make a comeback, right? No, no. Okay, so you, so you're like, I got you. A little bit of naughty by nature, oh, followed by Public Enemy. Oh yeah, I did. I had ninety. <laughs> I had a nineties playlist, and every time one of those songs came up, they came over to my iPad. Click <laughs> next, <laughs> and I was like, "You're killing my vibe, man." Oh, I tried. I tried to learn them. Oh man, yeah, why my son did I the same the thing. I, I tried there. to play some Public Enemy for him once because you know he likes the rap. Yeah, and he thought it was the dumbest thing ever. And I'm like, well, I, no, no, no. I'm like, no. This is this is this is you know. I I get that. I mean, to me, when it comes like, cause I actually I love hip hop music. I do make fun of me all you want, but the golden age for me was '90s hip hop. I was a huge Easy E and NWA fan. Yeah, which was early '90s, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, but like the '80s stuff, I don't dig. But the mid '90s and even some of the early 2000s stuff. But after that, it's all just like snow. Did you yeah. like snow? <laughs> no one likes. Well, everybody <laughs> liked. They just won't admit it. That's like you listen to it, and then when you you're cruising past people, you turn the volume down so just you can hear it. What song was that? That snow. Informer, dude. Informer. The man said that I was Look a boom boom down and something like that. No one literally. A licky boom boom now. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, the licky literally, boom boom song. Literally, no one knows what he says. There's not a. <laughs> he doesn't even know what he says. But, but funny thing is, is I used to listen to this rap guy named um, Too Short. Oh yeah, yeah Too Short. Yeah. Completely rank lyrics, if you even want to call them lyrics. But the guy that used to make all his beats was this guy Ant Banks, and they had this guy that played guitar and bass named Shorty B. I mean, it was a DJ Khaled. No, <laughs> no. But, we don't bass. But but it's so funny, dude. That like you go back and you listen to it, and you're like, that's a real bass guitar on those grooves, right. and it's a real guitar playing those lines. You know what I mean? So it's like there's so much good stuff back there. It's like, well, no wonder I kind of like that because I didn't realize there was guitar in it at the time. But you know, 
Yeah, different the, to me, that I, I don't know. The, the the old man comes out like, back in my day, we had good rap. You know, <laughs> yeah. we had real rap about women and yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> which was basically most of the rap. Yeah, absolutely. So, unless you're public enemy, then you're talking about how much the government sucks. What? There you go. So. <laughs> I mean, that's so, and that's that's almost like like everybody as songwriters are like, hey, man, just you know, writing a bad love song is almost too easy. It's like you can't even do that anymore. <laughs> to me, that's rap. It's rapping about the government. In 25, 30 years, it's always going to be, it's still going to be bad. It's like, how do you write a timeless song? Make it about the government. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Whatever happened to Public Enemy? Chuck, what's it, the guy that Chuck worked D. Chuck D. Yeah. 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 He had a solo thing after that. And of course, we know Flavor Flav was a reality TV sensation there for a while. <laughs> Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. We're old, man. We're so old. <laughs> this is the first guitar podcast. We're <laughs> discussing. Talk about hip hop. 25 90s. minutes of 90s hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> there is guitar in a lot of it, though. There is. Even in Two Packs of Sugar, he's got a bunch of guitar in his stuff. Like Dear Mama. That's got some good guitar in it. I've never heard that one. Really? I mean, I'm familiar with Two Pack, but Two uh, yeah. pa- <laughs> Packs of Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> how, much, how much is Two Packs of Sugar? 50 cent. Huh? See what I did? See what I, see what I did? See what I did there? Nothing? Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, no more jokes from me. That's such dad. a dad joke. That's such a dad joke. <laughs> Is your white new balance is getting dirty sitting there in the grass there? Oh, man. I, I need I need some of those. Do you have them? Have you bought them yet? Oh, dude. Uh, I have black, black cheap nikes actually i don't have white new balances i'm still rocking these vans with gra- look they do have grass stains but guess who just tried calling me roy western house in smithton really I, yep he just tried calling me had he only known <laughs> i know i i should have i should have conferenced him in but <laughs> like, who there's no there's, there's no telling what he would say <laughs> there's literally no telling what he would say <laughs> You know, Alex Solberg asked a question that I had, I've had this question a few times Mm -hmm. and and I've had similar questions and he says, why don't we have a Wampler ABY switch yet? And it's like, well, I can answer that better or different. Yeah. Like how are you going to make that better? Right. I don't really want to just put out a switcher just because I can put my name on it and sell 10, you know? Right. I mean, it just... There's too many ABA. I mean, one, you can build one in about 30 seconds with a couple pieces of wire and a few switches and a few jacks. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, there's some pretty decent ones that are pretty cheap already. They work just fine. You know, it's not rocket science. You don't. Yeah. You're just it, diverting the and path. Same, I, and I've, I've seen you get that same question about tuners, you know? Yeah. But, and the thing is, though, is as a guy, you know, outside looking in a little bit is you should take that as an ultimate compliment that people want to have such brand loyalty that they're willing to purchase a Wampler tuner or Wampler ABY switcher. In a way, but I would feel like I was ripping them off. Well, and I understand. And you that's, know? and that's why they have that brand loyalty. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I guess Cause they true. know that yeah. if you did it, <clears throat> it'd be built like a tank, you know, it'd be reliable. And if something went wrong with it, your customer service would back it. Besides, so, who doesn't want glitter on their pedal? <laughs> right? But seriously, that's the stuff you got to realize. To you, you're looking at it as the brainiac, like, well, what would I do different? 
but what they're buying is right. the Wampler brand, the support, you know, all that stuff. I don't need to tell you that. Or maybe I do. Ooh, discuss in-ears. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. I have never used in-ears. And I heard or read or saw something. Um, who was it that said that? It was someone. Someone said that in-ears probably are as bad for your ears. Bonamassa as, said that. Is it bon- the Bonamassa mm-hmm. thing? That, yeah. that was the newest thing he, he just said, right? Yeah, and yeah. every point he made, his two, my two favorite points that he made are also the two that I would ar- argue, not in the sense of like argue, maybe discuss. Right. Um, the first one was you can wind up doing more damage to your hearing with in-ears, and he is 100% correct. Me personally, what I do is, you know, I'm not playing big stages. I'm not, I don't have the experience level that Joe has, obviously. Right. So to me, I've actually played with earplugs in. You know, I'll play a song or two to get my tone and all that. And then I'll put plugs in and then mm-hmm. I don't hear anything. You know what I mean? I You, you get used to it after a few songs. Right. So to me, what I do with in-ears is I get a good mix. I'll put room mics out, all that stuff. Then... I'll actually turn my volume all the way off and then I'll roll it up into where I barely hear it because I'm still getting the ambience of if I'm wearing the earplugs like I used to be used to. Right. And now I'm bleeding in, you know, like actual, you know, I I don't know, actual sound and actual instruments. Mm -hmm. So to me, I actually listen to music and myself at a lower volume than I would as if I didn't have the in-ears. Does that make sense? When, when you've used in-ears before, do you have a tendency to crank them up? No, not at all. Because, because I myself, I play, I play timid. If I hear myself too clean, like if I hear a microphone more than I hear the amp, mm-hmm. I'm going to be timid. So I'll actually turn my guitar down in the mix and then kind of keep everything kind of quiet, so I still play hard and lean in. Hmm. But not everybody's like that. So that's one point that I would kind of. And discuss about that and and but at the same time i'm not used to playing the stage as joe is you know what i mean and, right and he's used to being able to play two 100 watt amps so he's used to that volume so he's going to crank that up in his ears you right. know and that he said he only did it for one tour and what's funny is one of my great friends and my bandmate was touring with him as a vocalist on that tour and he hates in-ear monitors and he was talking to Joe because Joe was wearing one. And then during the show, he looked at Joe and he took them out and basically he had no monitors, but, uh, and you can actually check it out on YouTube. If you go to, um, if you type in Joe Bonamassa T for one, mm-hmm. it's the, probably the most, I think it's the only one he actually put up there, but it's a guy named Doug Henthorne singing on it. And you can see him messing with his in-ear monitors in there. I mean, he sounds great, but, Hmm. but yeah, so he was on that tour. But the other thing that Joe talks about is the thing that I actually like about in-ears is one of the things he hates. And that's it. When you move across the stage, you get the same sound. Yeah. I like that because I'm used to that and I can go over like for instance, Max is in one of the bands that I play with and I'll go over and talk to Max and have a conversation. And I still hear as if I'm standing in front of my amp. I like that. But then again, I can see why he wouldn't, you know, he is used. He's not used to it. He's used to, 
you know, so I don't know. Those were like the two things that stuck in my head about the, the in-ears. I've never used anything like that. I, I have been around people who use like the Apple, you know, like the headphones, oh, the, yeah, the ear, yeah, earbuds yeah. or whatever. And I know it just seemed like a really bad idea because oh yeah, completely. The one is not blocking any of the ambient sound out. See, the ones I have are they're isolating. Are they molds? No, I actually don't use the molds because the um, the foam ones they're like I don't know they work for me. Like huh. a lot of people, they don't and they'll get the custom molds, but mine are actually pretty comfortable. Maybe I just have really awesome ear holes. <laughs> what? If I'm going to find a way about brag about something, it's going to be ear, ear holes. holes for sure. That's right. For sure. But, but no, I mean, I think everybody should try them once. But when I say try them, I think you should try them for a full gig and not just like two songs. Be like, I hate it. You know, I've never, I just have never been in that situation where I had them or had the ability to use them. But you know, when you're playing, uh, when you're playing the Legion, <laughs> right. and, you know, there's like 15 people there. <laughs> Usually you're not running, you're not like, all right, we're running the stereo sound tonight, boys. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> right. Although Chris Presley's like that, man, but that's what he gets into. He likes that. Like he's got the helix and he's going into impulse responses and he's micing cabs and doing all that and huge in-ear setups and everything. But that's his thing. You right. know, he, he gets off on that yeah. stuff. We should but. explain who chris presley is chris presley is a, a friend of ours who lives here locally who uh what he loved him some amps until he got a helix yeah. and then he was like helix is the best and not amps only that suck. you guys are stupid for playing amps <laughs> he's like i i could get exactly the same thing as an ac30 <laughs> and a jc 800 exactly <laughs> he's just he's very um Opinionated, <laughs> opinionated, and and not afraid to use it. Oh yeah, well, it is so funny, dude. Everybody just thinks he's this huge jerk because he is, but at the same time, no. And I'll tell him that to his face because I'll call him and be like, "Hey, man, you're you're doing it again. You're you're being a jerk." But here's the thing about the dude: give you the shirt off his back in a second. He'd give you anything you ever needed. You know what Wouldn't I mean? Would he give me so, his helix? He would. I guarantee it he would. <laughs> oh, can he give me a shout out for listening to the first 100 episodes plus more since February? Dang, dude, that's working. Bill Ewing, dude, thank you, man. Come on. <laughs> I still, I still have a hard time figuring. I don't. I forget where we're at. Where were we? Somewhere near 275 or a something. A ton, yeah. It's ridiculous. We've talked about it before about our little podcast experiment, <laughs> and it's just like. <laughs> Eh, we'll just keep doing it with help. Yeah, right? yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> to me, it was one of those things that was like, when we started doing it, it was like, so that's at least one hour I don't have to answer emails. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> you mean we could just sit in a room and talk? Yeah. My question for Travis, who cuts your hair? Cheyenne at Pure Concepts in Plainfield, Indiana. <laughs> and then he says, oh, see, now that sounds like I'm plugging myself. But he says, seriously, though, are you releasing any more original music anytime soon? Killer playing and an awesome voice to match. Dude, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, um, the my favorite one that you did was the Dynamite. Napoleon oh, Juggling Dynamite? Juggling yeah. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. I'd probably get sued for that one. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, um, I've been guesting a lot. There's a guy, that Doug Hinthorn guy I was just mm-hmm. talking about. He's got an album coming out uh, June 21st. And I was lucky enough to to play on about six or seven tunes on that one. But um, 
I'm actually, I actually am writing new material. I just finished one up last night and I'd play it for you, Brian, but I used a Helix native plugin. So I'm not going to play it. I'm sorry. I know. It's just for the demo. I would never release that. Are you going to auto tune it as well? Yeah, of course. Line up the grid. No, just for the, just for the demos. I always just plug into my computer if I have an idea, just so I don't wake the kids. Yeah, I do the same thing. But no, I am, I I do plan on, uh, I got to sell another airplane before I do. And after I sell that airplane, I'm going to start recording. You're going to quit airplanes then? Well, no. no, no, no I just have to be able to fund <laughs> I have to be able to fund it. You need to be able to pay your bills while, yeah, you, right? while you write some stuff, right? right? No, that was the stipulation. Is uh, <laughs> Actually, the stipula- stipulation was uh, I got to pay off my truck first. And then once I Because my thing is, is there are a lot of ways to record a record on a budget. But my last two records, I didn't record on a budget. And you can tell they just sonically, I'm not saying the songs or the playing all the stuff out of my control, the production mm-hmm. and the things I had no part of are just so much better yeah. than, than what I could do by myself. And I, I don't want to go backwards. I don't. So I'll spend the money and I'll do it right. You know, she do two versions, two, yeah. you know, one's like the good version. One's like the white castle version, <laughs> but I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I still think Brian Wampler, which I don't know if you guys know this, but Brian Wampler writes his own music. And Brian Wampler <laughs> has been threatening efficient. has been threatening to put out an album for 17 years. <laughs> no, that is accurate. <laughs> I have a hundred different ideas that are basically like you said, it's a guitar part with a drum beat behind it. That I think one of these days yep. I want to do something with that. Yep. One of these days. Yep. And then uh and I don't. Well, the only difference <laughs> between you and the guys that actually do is... Talent? No, they did it. They did it. You were one of the hardest working dudes I've ever met, that's for sure. But you just focused it on, on you know, on actually make something that makes money. You know? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know? So, um, but you know, like... You, you know what's weird, though, is... Because I used to, like, do a lot of, quote-unquote, writing all the time. Mm-hmm. When I was, you know, in my 20s. And <clears throat> since... Since I haven't really done it for so long, I've tried recently and it's like that skill is gone. Well, you know, you know, one of the things that always blows my mind is I think there's an it cycle. I, I think it's a short period of your life and some guys can continue to do it. Um, I think Paul Simon's one of those guys that can continue to do it. It's just Mark Knopfler to me is one of the greatest songwriters that no one gives a crap about. And if you don't believe me, go listen to a record called Shangri-La. It is a beautiful album and the guy never writes a love song. That's what's so crazy to me. He writes all these great stories, all these, I mean, he has a song about Sonny Liston, the boxer. It's called Song for Sonny. But anyway, if you think about it, and I'm sure I'm going to, ruffle some feathers here with the Beatles fanatics, right? But Paul McCartney wrote arguably some of the most popular and most recorded songs in the history of the world. I mean, yesterday, right? right? right. Yep. How, that, at one point, that was the most recorded song in the world. And then he gets in Wings. And yeah, he had some success, but keep in mind, he was still writing as much as he had ever written. But after that, what kind of happened? Yeah, I'm sure he's still writing good stuff, like it just wasn't on par with that exactly yeah. another guy um think about this john fogarty ccr yeah was less than three years 
Really? Think about that. That oh. the duration of that band was less than three years, and I could be wrong, but I, if I remember correctly, all those hits, all that stuff, and then what? It's kind of like it's kind of like snow. You have one hit. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm wondering <laughs> if like. Yeah, obviously you you stopped working out that muscle, so of course it's going to atrophy a bit. Yeah, I mean, I probably could, I probably could like take some months off and just practice, 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 mm-hmm. and start to get better. Right. But and you know, it's a different point in my life where it's like, well, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, what are you going to write about? Angry teenage kids and <laughs> yeah. parenting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Dad life got me down. <laughs> But <laughs> told him he's going to be grounded from his car if yeah. he did that again. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean, and and I'd like to hear people's thoughts on that. Any other artists they could think of, as far as like that had that success, you know, and then like all of a sudden, and let's face it, success is completely subjective, whatever. But you know, it's you get those guys like that, mm. you know, who had all the success, and then next thing you know, it's like where to go, like. I'm not a huge Aerosmith fan, you know, yeah. I, I like their older stuff. Like I didn't really care for like the nineties and the early two thousand stuff, but man, for four or five decades, they had hits like yeah. genuine chart topping hits in every decade. And it's like, maybe they don't have that cycle. You know what I mean? Right. They, so I, yeah, don't know. I mean, it's, like if you think of like Led Zeppelin or someone like that, mm-hmm. it's just, a short duration of that band as well. Yeah, but everything was like every album was a progression of mm-hmm. like complete, you know, just a totally different thing. Right. And at some point, it's like, where do I go now? Right. I would think. And yeah. No, you're not, right. Not that I'm there. I'm, you know, my my, uh, my best selling album so far was, <laughs> uh, you know, Brian's mixtape from 1992. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, that was for Rebecca. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Songs for Rebecca. Songs for Rebecca. Uh, Be- no, Becky. That was a big name in the 80s. Becky. Songs for Becky. <laughs> Seriously, though, how do, you, how do you look a newborn baby in the eye and name her Rebecca? Sorry. <laughs> I I can't speak on that. I, I don't. <laughs> my apologies to anyone who's named her daughter Rebecca. <laughs> hey, my first name is Wesley. I don't want to hear it. I it is ter- isn't it? That's a terrible. That's right. Name. WTF? I forgot it was. Yeah, Wesley. my initials are literally WTF. Wesley I, Travis. Yep. Huh. Yeah. So I, I I got no room to talk, but. <laughs> That's a good place to stop. Yeah, before minutes I in. offend anybody else. God dang it! <laughs> well, thanks for uh, for hopping on the podcast this week, man. Oh man, thanks for having me. I I love doing it. I I miss it. So cool. I'll, I'll come pollute uh, yeah. your podcast anytime. Yeah, we'll see you in a couple weeks, baby. All right. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to the Chasing Tone podcast. Hope you all enjoy it. If you'd like to support our podcast, you could go to uh, modyourownpedal.com. Click on catalog, and there's a bunch of Wampler shirts and I think some Chasing Tone shirts and cups and hats and jackets and just some general merch that you can check out. Uh, That's a fairly new site, so you might enjoy that. And if you have any comments or questions, you can just email podcast at wamplerpedals.com. We'll talk to you next week with a new podcast. See ya.